Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, I know it is the holiday season, but it's also the end of the year. And as a working mom, there's so much more on our plate that has to do with even outside of the holiday. Being a working mom means that you're also focused on year-end stuff at work. That's preparing for your end-of-year reviews, finishing projects, doing projections for the next year, budgeting, all of that stuff all happens right around the same period of time which can lead to a lot of stress, but no worries, we are here to support you 100%. If you are new to Your Life Rocks podcast, I wanna welcome you, I'm so glad that you found us. It is truly our goal to provide resources, amazing guests, and some practical tips to help you grow in all areas of your life. Those big areas of your life are what we consider to be your life rocks. They are your faith, your marriage, being a parent and a mom, your career, health, home, finances, and friends and fun. Every episode, we dive into one of those topics to really help equip you to build the very best life possible and navigate some of those pitfalls, guilt trips that can happen along the way as a working mom. Now, before we dive into our interview with our guest expert today, who's going to be equipping you all about how to prepare for that end of year review so that you have negotiating power for what you might want in 2018 for your career, whether it's a raise, whether it's more paid time off or a flexible schedule or something completely different, we want to make sure you have the confidence going into that meeting to ask for what you really want. So before we get into all of that goodness that our guest has for you, I want to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is PrepDish. It is a subscription meal planning service that saves you time, saves you money, and helps you prepare healthy meals for your family, and they make it oh so simple. Like literally, if I can do it, anyone can do it, and I am in love with them. You can check them out for free for two weeks by going to PrepDish.com forward slash YLR. YLR stands for Your Life Rocks. Now, our guest that we have hanging out with us today is Evangelia LeClaire, and she's the founder of Career Ready, Set, Rock, and she helps powerful, purpose-driven women just like you make more moves, make more money, and have more meaning in their lives and their careers. Evangelina has gone from campus to a career at a Fortune 100 company to a startup called Dream Careers that she helped grow globally. For over 15 years, Evangelina helped inspire, challenge, and equip over 10,000 young professionals to discover and pursue their career dreams. In addition to building her business, she is a lead coach at The Muse and Happen to Your Career. She's also a wife and a mother of two kids, three and under. Now, what I love most about this girl is, yes, she is a brilliant career strategist who swears by strength assessments and action plans, which y'all know if you've listened to the show before, I'm all about an action plan, and I love that about her. But what I love even more is that she believes that the greatest life blessings and lessons come from being present, surrendering, and having faith. I could not think of a better career coach to come on and prepare all of us for the end of the year. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Evangelia. 
Welcome, Evangelia. I am so excited to have you on the show and to learn from you. This is going to be so, so good. I'm really excited. And I know everyone's going to be excited to hear from you as well. But before we jump into all of the great tips that you have for us, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Yeah, thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. So my name is Evangelia LeClaire, and I am a career strategist for my company, Ready, Set, Rock. And I also work with the news and happen to your career as one of their leading career coaches. And it is just my pleasure to be able to serve in this way. I think it's uh, one of my greatest God-given gifts to be able to serve people and equip them with the tools, the resources, the strategies to really seek and pursue a career that fits for them. Um, So I've been doing that for quite some time now, for nearly 15 years. And prior to that, I was working within the finance world. Um, And I've just always been on this journey to discover and pursue my own dreams in terms of a career. But uh, now I'm really on a journey and I've been on the journey to just seek and grow closer in how I can serve God and uh, Christ. So um, having, you know, seeing you and others, other leading business women in this space has been uh, such a blessing for me. So I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. And you have little ones at home too. Yes, I do. I'm also a mom. So I'm a mom and I'm a wife. I have two kids. Um, that one is three and a half and the other one is 14 months old. So um, yeah, it's, it's really a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So with such young blessings and you have not just like one job, but kind of a lot of different things that you have your hands in and doing. And of course, life is so full in other ways as well. So life balance. Talk to me a little bit about how you define what that looks like for you. Yeah, I will be honest in saying that for me, it's integration and acceptance. Those are the two words that really come up for me right now, because I never really feel balanced. I feel pushed and pulled in many directions and hurried and harried and then present and in the flow at other times. So for me, it's really seeking to live an integrated life in which I can also accept my journey and be present to each moment. Um, So I I think conceptually I've defined it in a way that helps me be okay with the various different roles and shifting priorities and circumstances. So I have to always look at it from a conceptual standpoint. And those two words help. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. They kind of theme it out for you, it sounds like, and and kind of round it out. So it's something that you can grab onto. But I love that it's something that's really fluid and speaks to more of really who you are as a person, which I think is really important. And as we move into what it is that we're going to talk about, I mean, obviously, it's kind of towards the end of the year right now, which is a very busy time for a lot of moms, but especially working moms, because We have end of year stuff with our career, whether it be deadlines or end of year reviews. And I really feel like for working moms, especially year end reviews can be such a powerful time to um, negotiate the things that would make life a whole lot easier, whether it be more pay or more time off or flexible schedule, or you name a hundred bazillion different things. And so that's why I'm so excited to have you on today as a career strategist to help equip us and give us some tips and tools as we move into this time of year. But one of the things that I love so much about you and your message and what you represent is really that it it all kind of circles around and stems from confidence. So share with us a little bit about your 
your conception with confidence and how you really see that playing such a large role in women in their careers? Yes. Okay. I will share that. And I'll also share a little bit about how I came up with this as well. So um, I had a career in this space as a career coach and um, I served and got high up in the ranks in what I did. And then I left, I, I was doing what I do now for a pretty large company. And then I left and I felt my own confidence and value plummet because I didn't have the salary. I didn't have the title anymore as an entrepreneur, as a woman uh, building her own business uh, separate of being a coach within a company. So my idea of confidence as it relates to your worth and your value uh, I learned in the last year on my own entrepreneurial journey, which is the following. I believe that confidence is a convergence of presence and faith and understanding that your magnitude, your worth, your value ultimately comes from your relationship and God. Um, and so it took me a while to learn that, but having gone through this crisis of no longer trying to seek validation. I was trying to seek validation from the outside world in my own journey, my own worth and my own value. It, I, I, you know, as I shared with you, Jenny, I went through this own season where God had me be restored by finding my value and my true worth in who I was um, in growing closer to him and not seeking validation from the outside world in terms of numbers, likes, comments, all the things. <laughs> um, so that's where confidence for me is, is that's my concept of what that could mean. And it's one of the things that I use to lead people. Uh, it's a concept that I use to help lead people through transitions in their career, transitions in, you know, in, in how they're going to up level their, their salary, their titles, and all of that sort in their negotiations. I love that. And I think that that's such a great place to start. I mean, for me, whenever I think about really anything, I think about that baseline and the mindset that we have that going into anything that we want to do in life. And I feel like this is such a great, healthy, strong mindset to start with is really kind of separating that self-worth from the title, the salary, whatever we can get out of negotiations from a year-end review, because it, it really does set us apart from having that control us and allowing our identity to be tacked on to any one of those things. And there's so much freedom in negotiating. I think when you're not, when you don't have your identity tied to one of those things. Yes, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So as we're kind of preparing for uh, this critical time of year as working women, what tips would you have for us as we start to move into the season and, and, and get ready for it? Yeah, absolutely. So Tip number one really stems from the, the need to take stock of your inventory, the equity that you've built in your career, and as it relates to the initiatives, the objectives of the business, the team, and your employer. So what I mean by that is many of us sometimes go in thinking or feeling like we want more. Um, or deserve more of a raise or a greater title or promotion or whatever it is. Um, and that feeling can be valid because it's an indicator that we need to evaluate our circumstances, but we have to come in armored with facts, figures, data. And how we do that is we need to seek to compile, take stock of that inventory 
and be prepared to, to, to present that forward. I love that. I think that that's so great. And, and I know when I've um, worked corporately and getting my team ready for those year-end reviews for themselves, that's the first thing that I've always asked them to do is to, to be prepared, but not everyone does it. Not mm -hmm. everyone takes the time to really go through and, and look at what those expectations were set at the beginning of the year, how they delivered against them, but more importantly, the other things that they did to contribute to the company or to the goals, to the team as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, I threw this in there and this might lead to the second point, but we, yes, we need to do that in the context of also understanding the big picture of how this data, how these testimonials, how these, um, how these facts and figures are relative and important to the business initiatives and the objectives. That's great because it really removes, again, like we were talking about with confidence, but it almost removes yourself from the equation because sometimes we can go into those things, like you said, feeling like we, we deserve more or we're entitled to more. Um, and we see the things that we do that work really hard, but if they're not really going into that bigger picture mm -hmm. or serving a greater good, then they might not even care. I hate to even say it that way, but it's true, right? Like sometimes we can do all of this effort, but if it doesn't feed towards the things that is, are perceived that matter more, then it's kind of all for nothing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And those, and having compiling, going back to the compiling of the data, compiling of the stories, compiling of the facts, those are all things to help you boost your own confidence, to help you boost your credibility, to take stock. So when you may have moments of doubt or when you may uh, kind of fear going into the conversation, you can look back at this data, that these validating, this validating evidence and be like, oh yeah, look at all that I've done. Look, I'm good. Like, look at what this client has said about me. So it all fits into the big picture. Now, what about someone who is like, yes, that sounds like a great idea, but where in the world do I begin? Cause I don't even remember sometimes what happened last month, let alone what happened three months ago or towards the beginning of the year. So how do you recommend someone going back and really figuring that out and what things are equitable for them to bring forward to that meeting? Yes, I would start by thinking about what is important to the business, what is important to your boss, what is important to your team. So that can help. So when you begin to think, well, what does my, what, what, what is important? What do they care about? Then it will help your memory and help trigger the, uh, you finding the supporting evidence for that goal, for that objective of the team, the business. So as an example, if you know that it's important, it's, it's, it's important to your boss to really be able to serve these high-end clients and you have, because th these, this number of clients, like these tier one clients bring in X amount of revenue and that's going to help you sift through what type maybe you've gotten a testimonial maybe somebody one of those clients sent you an email that said you serviced me in such a way that has saved me x amount of time thank you so much that is some evidence a story that you can bring forward in in you building up how you're going to position yourself for a raise or for a promotion so you always i mean i just think of it like let's just start from what are the key objectives of my team my boss and the business and how can I then spend some time, a few weeks a day, a weeknight, sifting through my stories to find supporting evidence that will build up my case for 
how I can demonstrate I've added value to these goals, the business initiative, and my team. I love that. And I think that this is such a good reminder, too, as we get ready to go into the new year to create some kind of file or folder, whether you print things out and you put them into that folder or you have something saved on your computer, that anytime you do get those kudos or anytime something does happen that you're really proud of to be able to to save it away, knowing at the end of the year, you're going to want to find that and pull it back out. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to add to that, um, yeah, I recommend the same thing. And it comes from Michael Hyatt's approach to if you were to write a book and you had a message that you wanted to get across, it's you want to begin to compile the supporting stories that support that message. And so same thing if you're interviewing, you want to create the star stories that support the and show how you are aligned to what being an ideal candidate. So if you can start with these, what are the main objectives for the business, the team and my boss, you can begin sifting and, and compiling the stories in a repository, whether it's Evernote or Trello, um, that really help build the case to show how you are adding value and really helping drive these initiatives and priorities. Ooh, I love that you said put them in Trello because I love Trello, but I never would have thought it as a place to keep all of this. But now that you say that, it makes perfect sense. That's where I keep everything else. So if you're listening to this and you're a Trello user, then that's where you should keep all of that documentation going forward. I love that. So number one is really being prepared and taking stock of what you have done in order to build up the equity for that meeting. Talk to us a little bit about uh, tip number two. Yeah, so tip number two is really also coming at it from a place of building up the case. So if you're not quite clear yet of what are the main concerns, priorities, objectives of your business boss and team that they perceive to add the most value, um, you need to also get that clarity because everything else will fall in line to that. Understand who you're talking to, what's in it for them, what is most important to their priorities, what is at the forefront of their mind today and in going into the first quarter um, that you can use to help build up your case and position the facts, fix figures and data. I love this one so much because so oftentimes you know, the goals that, that are set for us or we set for ourselves at the beginning of the year or even at the mid-year review sometimes are not really applicable once we get to the end of the year because business moves so fast or, or the goals of the business change so fast or who knows what else might have changed. You could have a different boss, a different team, a different direction the company's moving into. So I love that you really have this of being able to kind of almost take a, take a temperature check of what is going on currently in the business, what it is that they're looking for going into first quarter as well. And I would even recommend like sitting down and really kind of thinking back, like the last few meetings that you've been in, the memos that you've received, the emails you received, like what are the key words that you're seeing people talk about? What do you feel like it is that they're going to be wanting in the future? Because a lot of it is probably like what you have done, but it's also kind of positioning proof of what you've done compared to what they're going to be looking for. Yeah. I love it. So this is really great for prepping that ground of helping us figure out, number one, what it is that we've done, <laughs> but most importantly, how that really fits into what it is that is needed from the company, from the corporation, from your supervisors, from your team. 
um, and really making sure that you are prepared and on point. And I'm so, so super excited to hear what you have to say next. But before we get to that, let's first hear a word from our sponsor. As a working mom, it is so important that we prepare for the week ahead, and I am all about doing that on the weekend. And if you're part of our Facebook group, then you saw me go live as I was doing some of my meal prep for this upcoming week. Now, I have always been horrible at meal prep because I am just not a good cook and I'm not creative at all in the kitchen. And I have tried a ton of different menu planning services to help me out, and I finally found one that I am in love with and it is Prep Dish. They make it so easy, it is such a no-brainer. I mean, they start off by emailing me my food plan for the week, which includes dinners, snacks, breakfast, and a yummy salad each and every single week, and it breaks it down into a grocery shopping list by category to make it even simpler while you're shopping. Then, when I get home from the grocery store, they walk me through step-by-step on how to actually prep the food that I bought for the planned meals for the week. Seriously, you guys, it is so incredibly easy. And I've been using it for over a month now, and my grocery bill has shrunk incredibly, allowing us to save even more money as a family. And can I just add, the food is delicious. On the menu this week, we have a slow cooker beef in red wine with carrots, celery, and potatoes that is in the slow cooker right now making my house smell so super yummy. I cannot wait to dive in. This week we're also having turkey burgers with rosemary fries and beef fajitas with guacamole. Super yummy and everything is super healthy. It really takes all of the guesswork out for you. Now because I love Prep Dish so much and I want to share it with you, they have agreed to let me extend to you a two-week free trial. You can go to prepdish.com forward slash YLR that stands for Your Life Rocks to start your free two-week trial. I know you're going to love it just as much as I do. So don't wait. Just go to prepdish.com forward slash YLR. All right. So let's get right back into the interview. All right, you guys, we are back with Evangelia and I am so excited for this topic. Like I am like just my energy is moving. (laughs) This makes me so excited to talk about because I know the power that can come from when you are prepared for that year-end review, and it gives you so much confidence going into that. And we have already talked a little bit about confidence, but it really can be powerful for setting you and your family up for an amazing new year as it relates to your career. So Evangelia has already shared with us how to come in prepared, how to gather that information, how to kind of take that, that thermometer check of what it is that the company is looking for. So Evangelia, what else do you have for us in preparing for this end of year negotiation. Yes. Okay. So this all comes down to mindset and the other two were more strategy, but mindset is 80% of it. So we really want to go into this with a mindset of win-win with a mindset of agreement. And we need to live and visualize and make that part of our being because that's how ultimately we'll come to a place of agreement and we'll walk away feeling good about the negotiation. And I say this because sometimes we come in with facts, figures, data, and, um, and even thinking that we know what the objectives are, like guns blazing, ready to like get for fight for what we want or go for what we want when ultimately if we get into the mindset of seeking to understand and create agreement 
um, that's going to feel better. It's going to allow us to have a healthy conversation, to build rapport, to make this a conversation that can ultimately lead to a win-win. That's so good. I love that you say agreement and you use that word because that's really what it is, right? Is it's any negotiation in life is going to be an agreement, whether you are negotiating to buy a car or you're negotiating for, for something that has to do with your career, um, whether it be a raise or, or whatever it might be. So I love that you use the word agreement because with anything that you get, it's going to, you know, there's going to be probably some things that you have to give as well. So I love that you use that word and really coming into it with that mindset of a win-win. Because I think sometimes when we think about negotiating for a career or um, I know myself personally, I've been in, in different career situations where I did kind of feel like I deserved something. And I kind of felt like a little, I don't want to use the word entitled, but like it just kind of felt like it didn't make, like their stance didn't make sense. And whenever I approached anything from that position, it was always a lose-lose. <laughs> it was never a win-win. And so I really love this mindset piece of coming into it with your facts and figures and having that build your confidence, but really coming in humbly um, and, and looking for that win. Yeah. Yeah. It will open up the conversation so much better. And, you know, you want to add the niceties and the pleasantries into it and, and come from a place of, you know, I really appreciate your perspective here. So as you build up the mindset to come from a place of agreement and not to be adversarial or controversial in your request, you'll begin thinking about and opening yourself up to language, thoughts, which will then become part of your language and how you carry out the negotiation. And so, you know, just to give you some scripts, it's, you know, thanks for understanding. I appreciate you taking um, your perspective here get them to a place where you feel like this is a conversation that's all about understanding how you can both win. Um, and that often comes from mindset first. I like that. So it's really kind of helping you understand your value going into it with that strategy piece, right? But then being able to really walk that value out to be able to, one, paint the picture of what it is that you provide, but then really also painting that picture of what they provide to you as well. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. That's good. Now, obviously, most of the time when we're going into these kind of things, it's not the first conversation we've had with someone. So there's probably already a little bit of rapport in place. Um, what advice would you give for someone who maybe has never negotiated? Maybe this is their very first time asking for something and it, and it might be something that they feel like they really do need or something that would really help to benefit. Because sometimes we, we talk about negotiating for things that would benefit us personally, but sometimes like I remember once I negotiated to be able to wear jeans to work because we had a, like a slacks only except for on Fridays. And I couldn't understand why we couldn't wear nice jeans with heels and a blazer during the rest of the week. It was a business casual work environment. And so dark denim to me is business casual. And so that was one of the things that I negotiated for was a policy change, not just for myself, but for everybody. And they accepted it. So for people who are kind of thinking like, what is, what, what is it that I should be negotiating or asking for? Because they've never really been in that position. What advice would you give them? Yeah. So part of it is rehearsing and part of it is becoming comfortable. First of all, understanding what is your fear about the ask? What do you fear you're going to lose? What do you fear 
what fears come up when you think about asking for what it is you want and shining a light on that fear and saying, well, is that real? Could that actually happen? If I asked for some flex time and some time off, what would be the worst thing that will happen to me? Some people, some fears come up. Like I fear I will lose my job. I fear I will lose credibility. I fear most of the time these fears are not real. And so first understanding what are your fears and then bringing that to light with others, whether it's a coach or whether it's someone else whom you've seen successfully negotiate for something before bringing those fears up to light and bringing your uh, wants to light as well. And then rehearsing, asking for what you want and stating what you want in the context of how it will be beneficial to the business and to your team and to your boss. So those, that would be my tip. I love that last piece that you said too, just about rehearsing what it is that saying what it is that you want and how it's going to be beneficial to the company. I think that's the biggest piece to it is that we have to paint that picture of what it is that we want will benefit the company. It's not just, you know, I've done all of this good stuff, so you should give me this. It's really just about really showing them and opening up their minds up to, to seeing how it could benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. Any last tips for us as we're preparing to go into this end of year conversation? I would, you know, it, it ultimately comes down to becoming very comfortable with asking for things. And so I would just challenge you to start thinking about the things that you want to ask for and how it would benefit those around you and outside of the context of your career and begin playing in the sandbox with that a little bit uh, as a means to prep you for this meeting where you might get in on a performance review and ask for whether it is a raise, a title promotion, or flexibility, or whatever it is, just begin playing in the sandbox for asking for what you want and positioning it in the context of how it will help other people. Mm, That is a great tip. So maybe even practice with your spouse or with your kids or anywhere else in your life, you can really think to be able to take stock in that. And in practice, kind of going through those steps too that Evangelia has walked us through about taking stock and gathering all of that information and seeing what is really needed and, and, and what what is it that's going to be um, valuable moving forward. And then number three, really focusing in on that mindset and that win-win aspect of the negotiation and always look for agreement and understanding, which I love, which is really, really great. Well, thank you so much, Evangelia. I know you've shared with us so generously um, and I love too that so much of all of this is built on confidence. And I know confidence is something that's very closely tied to your faith. So what Bible verse do you have to share with us today? Okay. It is from 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. It took a little bit long. Okay. But it's relevant to our spiritual gifts. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit, a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are just the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So beautiful too to kind of 
end this conversation talking about the gifts that God has given us, because at the end of the day, that's what this conversation is all about, is how can we further use the gifts that God has given us? Because he gave them to us for a reason, and that is to be used in accordance to his will. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Now, if people want to learn more about you, to work with you, or just to learn more about what it is that you're doing, how can they do that? Wonderful. The best way to reach out to me right now is through Career Ready, Set, Rock. And so I have a site, www.careerreadysetrock.com forward slash rock your job search. That is sharing a little bit about what I do and how I do it. And so if any of you had an interest in learning more, you'll see a little bit of what that looks like through my site. I love that. That's perfect. And I know a few people in our Facebook community have expressed that that's one of their big focuses this next year is to start looking for a better career path or a different job where they can have a little bit more flexibility or use their gifts and talents in a different way. And so I'm going to encourage them to be reaching out to you for some of your services, because I think it's incredible what you do. And especially because you're so much in line with with God and his will and his word, which is very rare to find. So I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing with us. It was such a blessing. Thanks, Jenny. This was awesome. I really appreciate being here. Well, there you go. Hopefully now you feel so much more prepared going into those end of year meetings. And if you're looking for a breakdown of everything that we talked about, those step-by-step instructions on how you can really be prepared and confident going into that meeting, you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash podcast and find all the information there that we covered, as well as links to Evangelina. Now, of course, we are just a few weeks from Christmas time, which can be a kind of a crazy time of year. A lot of things on your to-do list. So I hope that you hit subscribe so you catch Thursday's episode just a couple days from now where we're going to talk about how to dive into all of that to-do list, how to dive into the tasks and get it done without losing your mind. It is all part of our holiday sanity series. And so if you missed last week's episode, I hope you go and check it out where we really talked about setting your mind, setting your intentions for the holiday season that you want to have. And this week on Thursday, we're gonna give you some solid action steps to actually get it all done. Now, this is of course part of our Holiday Sanity course inside the Life Balance Membership, and you can learn more about that by going to lifebalancemembership.com or holidaysanitycourse.com. So until that episode, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.